0: All right, you guys, we are back for our final episode on the Love of Purple podcast. Not the final podcast ever or episode, the final episode <laughs> final episode of this series with Nicole Penner. Thank you once again for being here.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. This has been a journey together. And I'm so grateful. Like I said before, I think that like this has helped me heal a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I was, and I just... Was thinking that earlier, I was watching something about healing and what that actually means. And someone goes, Well, that means you're broken. And I thought, huh, I never really looked at it like that before. And I think healing for me is releasing. They kind of mm-hmm. go they kind of go hand in hand to me. So yeah. I really liked when you, you know, when you just said healing now, but that's part of even with I don't know about you, but when I coach, when I do these episodes, whether it's this with you or solo, they're all part of my recovering journey yep. of people pleasing. And because I process things like this, I process while we're helping other people, you know? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of coaches will say, I coach because I need to be coached or I coached, I coach and I do therapy and counseling because it's part of my healing journey. And I'm like, yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It's a
1: process. It's a reminder and the fulfilling, the fulfilling feeling of being able to help other people, you know, even, miss a step in the painful process of Mm -hmm. what all this is or just being able to help them in that step
0: maybe make it a little easier yeah Yeah. okay so today you guys we are episode six if you have not heard the rest of our episodes go back take a listen they're all they're all on my um podcast all here so go back we did um cracking the code of approval addiction was number one inside out becoming self-aware as fuck number two (laughs) Number three is if you, if they don't like you, who gives a shit? That is this power. um, That was, uh, what was that one? Boundaries? Yes. Overcoming people pleasing through boundaries. Um, We did forgiveness, self-worth. And today we're talking about relationships and people pleasing. The Mm -hmm. positive part of it and the, I'm going to say negative, but not so great part of it. Because I think that. I, we touched on it last time and it's really easy to recover from being a people pleaser when you're all alone all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, I don't have anybody to do this. So this is great. The work that we do comes in when we're in relation with other people. And that's where we find all the little quirks and stuff that we're like, Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. And that's beautiful. And that's where all the work comes in of going, Mm -hmm. I need to, I would like to change that habit or change that part of me. Or I'm no longer like, I no longer like that because, but that is where when you're in relationship with other people, that light gets shined on you and that parts of you. So today we're talking all about relationships and people pleasing.
1: Yeah. And I think it's important too, that when you are, experiencing, you know, new people or even past people that when you're doing the work it's about listening to your body. Mm-hmm. How how are these experiences, these experiences sorry, these habits, how are they making you feel? That is the key. Recovering as a people pleaser is all about shifting the focus inward and recognizing and aligning with yourself, but recognizing that you too have wants needs, desires, and that we're not accepting the bare minimum from anything or anyone, including yourself anymore. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And if you don't mind, Krista, I'm going to just dive into this is why we create standards and requirements in relationships. Yeah, go. I want to express that when when we are here right now or in any of our episodes, when we're talking about relationships, I don't mean specifically just Romantic relationships, this is with your family, with your friends, your coworkers, workers um, acquaintances, people from your past, any relationship, this all applies to to uh, creating those standards and, and requirements. And the reason why we do that is because you already know, and sometimes it takes us all a little bit of time to get there confidently, but <laughs> you already know what you bring to the table and we're no longer settling for the bare minimum. So if if you, as a people pleaser, and I've said this before, it's easy to take care of other people. It's difficult to take care of ourselves, but you already have the instruction manual. It's a a very similar mindset. You already know all the great, incredible qualities, values, characteristics that you bring to the table. So it's about figuring out what you're now going to allow from others. So a couple of standards and requirements, just for example, um... And again, this can go for any relationship, but communication with comprehension. If I don't have people that I can communicate without being able to comprehend what I'm saying, anybody can communicate, anybody can listen, but do you actually understand what I'm saying and do you value what I'm saying? Um, my standards and requirements is respectful to others, but also respectful towards yourself because you're setting a standard for others. And I, I expect that from other people too. I want other people to know what they want and what they need. Um, I like when people challenge my shitty behaviors, uh, mm. it supports me gaining respect for them, for myself. And I don't like people when people enable my behavior because I don't enable
0: other people's behavior anymore. I used to, <laughs> cause that was, I was going to say, race. I was going to say that that happened. Like that probably wasn't always like that. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-mm. yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely used to be the enabler in people's, you know, situations and, I tried to be a voice of reason and support, you know, their mentality. Now I just call a spade a spade. And I have a lot of friends. (laughs) Well, I think,
0: I think challenging me or challenging my, how I was, or, you know, was criticism. And mm -hmm. so I didn't know how to take criticism because a, I didn't know how to give it and B I just enabled it. And so when people would come to me, I would think they didn't like me anymore. Right. So I took it as they didn't like me. Right. So when you say challenge shitty behavior, you have to be at a place that you can accept that. And it depends on, again, who it's coming from.
1: Mm-hmm. And a question for you, Krista, is that if somebody challenged or you challenge, say, somebody's mm-hmm. shitty behavior, I mean, people pleasers, what do we not like? Conflict.
0: Exactly. So if
1: you challenge that and there's possibility for criticism, there's a possibility for conflict. And that's uncomfy.
0: Exactly. So we
1: avoid, avoid, avoid. But yep. you're not doing your friends or yourself any favors by being defensive when someone's trying to support you in that mm-hmm. way. um, My partner is very good at being like, babe, Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. and the respect I have for him because he's not settling. Mm-hmm. Right. The thing about people pleasing and when you're growing through this is like, you know, I'm big and powerful and like ready to just get exactly what I want and I deserve. But you also have to be that for other people. Like yeah. my, my biggest attraction to him is He's not accepting bare minimum period. He has standards and he has requirements
0: for me. I just, just to roll on that for just a second here. um, One of the things that I've really noticed as you do start this journey of recovering is that people respect those with boundaries and respect Mm -hmm. those that speak their truth, respect those with confidence, even if it means you're You know, like I know for myself, I really respect when, when others do that. I really do. And there used to be a time where I would think, how do they do that? How are they speaking up like that? How are they saying that? Um, and you actually lose respect for those that are yes people. And I know this is Mm going to be, I know it's hard to hear, but it's true. And I actually can look back and go, yeah, I can see where I lost respect from a lot of people because I was yesing all the time to try and make things work for them. And you end up being a doormat. And you end up losing their respect because they're like, whatever, she's got no boundaries. She has no self-confidence. She's trying to earn it. And people can see that they oh, can. 100%. And yeah. so the respect level, that's why you respect your partner because he's got that. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm not putting up with this. This is what I want. This is what I know I want. And I'm going to do this. And it is, yeah. it's a very, very, um, you know, it's a very respectful and confidence and high self-worth. And Definitely. because a lot of people pleasers, we, we the thing that we have to work on is our self worth and our self acceptance and our yep. self esteem and all of that. Right, it comes from the inside. So I, I, I just love wanted that you brought to brought that up. I just want to touch on that because it's very huge. It's really, really big on the lack mm-hmm. of self respect that people give to people pleasers. And it's, you know, it's um, yeah. And especially if you're somebody that thinks you're a yes person and I do it all for people, and that's where your worth is. It's it's actually not that attractive. No. It's It's not. Mm -mm.
1: And might I just add when you're challenging or it's not in a rude way, right? I just wanted to say that it's not, you know, when you're standing up for yourself or you're speaking your mind, like sometimes people that could be off putting. It's it's um, in an intellectual way, right? Mm -hmm. In a competent way. It's not to be insultive or to be rude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another standard or, you know, requirement is individuality. You know you're happy on your own. Um you're not a need. Um mm-hmm. I'm very attracted to that in my friendships, in my relationship. You know, they're good on their own. They mm-hmm. are taking care of them and they always will. Like you're definitely going to need to support your friends, your family and your partner 100%, but like 90% of the time you got yourself. And I think that's really important that you're not seeking out happiness in somebody else.
0: Yeah codependent versus interdependent
1: (laughs) yeah yeah um keeping your word that's big for me i always tell Mm -hmm. people promises are 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 a thing and if you break it that's it um but before that the first step is your word keep your word Mm -hmm. because not a lot of people do that
0: anymore (laughs) so it's It's true in everything, in every relationship. There's, we, my husband and I were just talking about this. We were just saying how easy it is to just back out of things, relationships, mm-hmm. divorce. You know, it's just so easy to go, I'm out. This isn't good. Yep. I'm out, you know, and I do so much permission to quit, you know, and I just yeah. think that's something for me, It's you know, I've really, you know, come to terms with is like, there is a time, but you have to earn your way out, you know, and yep. you have to keeping your word on certain things. And, um, you know, earning that respect, and and it does take courage to walk away. It truly, truly does. I believe that with everything in me. Um, but that's after you've done a lot of work to try and figure things out. You know, so keeping your word, I I love that because it's a very integrity. That's an mm-hmm. integrity move, right? And that's a part that's like reliable. I was just gonna say reliability, and reliability. it's even the small
1: things. Like I don't, know, I'm gonna take up the trash, and then you don't. It's like. Yep
0: oh yeah just ask for like why am I asking and all of this boils down to really sitting down like if you guys listen you're like I don't even know what's important is sitting down and actually doing your values what's valuable what it what is it that you value in a relationship Mm -hmm. what is it all people pleasing and coming to terms with people pleasing and recovering from it and figuring out what is really doing all the internal work and just realizing like, okay, what is it that I value? What is it that I need? And the how you do that is get to know yourself. And how you do that is when you're in relations with people, like you're talking about when someone's always late or they don't keep your word and you're realizing that bitterness is coming up or, you know, that resentment's coming up. Well, that might be a value to you. It's like, oh, you know what? Keeping your word is super value to me. That's a value that I hold really dear. I don't like that. I don't like mm-hmm. that when people do that. So <laughs> boom, there's one value for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's part of this journey is figuring out who you are. And you touched on, um, being okay with you, not needing other people to make you feel a certain way. That's part of the the journey. The, the releasing journey is just accepting yourself, you know, and not needing yes. other people to make you feel a certain way.
1: Yes. And I'm just going to hit on this as well. As for people pleasers. <laughs> we don't know ourselves. So mm-hmm. any of you that are like, what do you mean my values? Am I-? Like, <laughs> this is one of the biggest, this is one of my big sessions with my clients is we discuss, how are you showing up for you? And they're like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, how-? like the promises that you keep, they're like, what promises? And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, what are some of your values? Like, what are values? I'm like, oh, okay,
0: okay, okay. And I love but that. We've because- been there though. We've been there. Yes. Cause that's when yes. we had to start Nicole was going. exactly. Wait, what? And they change, right? As you grow, oh. they change. I value making everybody happy. And now it's like, Oh gosh, I make it. I value making me happy.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's, it's just as simple as that observation phase, like somebody not keeping their word that didn't feel good to me. And now I feel bitterness or resentment. It's like, that's also when you're going to stand up and challenge it. Right. Yeah. man, it didn't feel very good that you were late. You told me you were going to be on time. You know, that brings up some stuff for me, whatever. Absolutely. Um, Another big one, and this is in all of my relationships, probably outside of like co-worker relationships, but prioritizing me, mm. prioritizing time for me. And I'm a big quality time person. Um, it's, that's like special for me. So in my friendships and in my relationship, it's a big requirement that we make time and we make space for each other. Mm, I love that. Uh, because, and this is going to lead to the next one, because if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. Yeah. And that specifically applies to romantic relationships. Right. If you're not showing me any time, if you're not showing that you can prioritize time with me, if you're kind of like on the I don't know spectrum, it's an absolute no. Mm-hmm. And I'm also
0: going to state that I have to learn that the hard way. I was just going to say, did you learn that? My son is like that. My youngest is like that. He's very yeah. he's very black and white. He's like, Either mm-hmm. you're with me or you're not. Boom. Out. Nope. I learned that the hard way I gave mm. years
1: of myself to people who didn't appreciate what they were getting. And I gave them more of it anyway. Mm. Um, and I, yeah, it was, it, it was a heartbreaking process to, you know, I just kept trying to be more and to be mm. what they wanted and what they needed. And they were showing me the whole time that like, I'm really not into it, but I kept, I make excuses for people because as people pleasers, we love to see people's potential.
0: Right. I'm a thousand percent.
1: I will hundred percent admit that in my journey, I fantasize so many friendships, so many relationships, <laughs> and it is toxic people that you're listening. It's stop it immediately. <laughs> people it's will true. show you who they are. You just got to take off them damn rose colored glasses for real. Yeah. And it's hard because we do want to see the best in people. And that trait is admirable, yeah. um, but you are hurting yourself in the process and that's not fair.
0: And I think too, there's people out there that are like, well, I just, I, I, you know, I just want to see the best. I'm going to give them another chance, and da da, da 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 And you know, I think there could be. That's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've got one friend of mine that has now. It's the third time she's been burnt. She's like, I think it's that saying. It's like, fool me once, okay. Fool me twice. Fool me three times. Yeah, that's it. Now it's my issue. I'm like, it is. Yeah. So that is exactly that. It's like we want to see the best in people. We want to give them the benefit of the doubt. We because we just believe in people so much. And yeah. We want and here's the thing too is that we want them to and and when you really get to the root of that, Nicole, Mm -hmm. it's like, do you really want what's best for them or they don't want you to like you? Do you want them to like you because you're giving them so many chances? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, what is the root of that? Like, why, why is, you know, and and yes, being kind, absolutely. Yeah, this is why in jobs, right? So you get, you get a warning, that's it. You get one warning, maybe you mm-hmm. get two and then it's time to go. But yeah, I, I, I do agree with that is, is, you know, there's sayings all over, right? About when people show you who they are, believe them. And I have this, I have this, and I think cause I've walked it. I've, I've been in this space where it's like, Ooh, that's actually not who I am. That was a really bad time that's just a, and then there's right. Don't always judge a book, judge people by the, by what you see right away. That's only a chapter of their life. And I get that too. So you have to under you only, you know what you're walking through say with you, Nicole, you're like, you know what? I've been screwed over so many times. I enough is enough. And somebody else might be like, yeah, I have, but I actually don't mind it. I just keep giving people chances like, Mm -hmm. all right, well, if that's you, then that's you. But where's it coming from? Is it from a place that you need them to be okay with you? Are right. you need, are you doing the work because are you letting them have all these chances because you're just begging for them to be in your life? So you well, keep accepting and it, shitty behavior.
1: Yeah. I, I was going to say like, it's a self-validation thing, mm-hmm. right? And it depends on your circumstance. I don't know. Everybody's past. Absolutely, um, I, I, as a, as a coach, I, I, I always say, I did, I, I look in the backpack. I don't dig in there. That's a therapy job. I'm mm-hmm. not a therapist, um, but I like to know where you're coming from. I'd like to know some of your experiences because it will only help me mm-hmm. um, support you better. But, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, I think <laughs> sometimes it's hard even in your friendships when you see someone being treated poorly. And I got to a, a space where I said enough was enough Yeah, and everyone has their time so Mm. one challenge for me is when I see a friend of mine and I'm like I want to just take you in my basement and love you because that's what you deserve but they continue to accept Mm. less than they deserve Mm -hmm. that's a that's a big old boundary for me because I have to be like I can't internalize this I love them so I always say I will help you make your bed but I will not lie in it with you you can't rescue them I cannot and I will be here to listen and support but I mean like when you tell when someone trips and you say watch your step, I your people will learn at the pace that they're willing to learn at. And I always tell my friends anyone that's in a shitty situation, you know, I'm here to support you and I will always be here for you to lean on. Um, but like I don't accept this for you. And I will I hype them up and I encourage them and I support them, but never in a rude way. <clears throat> but everyone will figure it out when it's their time, when they're ready to accept it and move forward and stop making excuses for their their situation. I I did that that.
0: a lot. I love that. So did I. And I, Mm -hmm. my thing, because I was uncomfortable. So I wanted to make it easier for them and I wanted to make it better for them. And I wanted to fix it for them. And what I've also learned through that, and I talk about this quite a bit on my social and with my clients, it's. We, when we come in as people pleasers and want to fix or rescue and take that pain from them, of whatever it is that they're growing through when we want, when we're watching that, we are robbing them of their lesson that they're needing to learn through this. Mm-hmm. And they, like what you said, they have to come to it on their own time. If we go in there and we go, we're going to just take this whole thing from you and we're going to fix this for you. And here's a million dollars and, you know, just fly away and don't, they're never going to learn their mm-hmm. lesson that they're supposed to be learning we as nurturers and as people that have a really hard time stepping back, watching somebody go through this, we have to understand that that's their journey. Mm -hmm. And just like you said, I love that you say that and you can be there for them. Absolutely. Because that's also what's hard for people pleasers is to step Mm -hmm. back and watch someone. You're like, Oh, I just want to get in there and help them. And that's a little bit of codependency in there as well, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's, just stepping back and going, I will be here, I will catch you, I will, you know, be an ear. Um, but here's a link <laughs> to go get help. Right. Go get so, some support. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Like I just had to do that this morning, you know. Like I just yeah. had to direct somebody else in a certain way because that's not my job. Yeah. You know, that's not my job. And and, you know, unless you're paying me, then it is. But right. right. you know, like it's not this is this is something that you have to walk through and you can get guided and you can have a handhold. Absolutely. But I think a lot of times we, as people, please just try and get in there and, and take the lesson from them. And, you know, and that's, that's hard, but that's definitely part of it. So I just think when you were talking about, about that um, with your friend, it's just being there, you will be there for her, them, whatever, but to go in there and fix or rescue them is not our place at all no
1: not at all not at all and it, it comes down to my next point which is how important it is to play your role in others lives accordingly mm, okay. and so that, that comes with knowing help. knowing who you are right like mm. well, that comes back to what are your values what are your characteristics um do you know who you are as a person mm-hmm. um that is when you get to dictate and understand what role you can play in your friendships, relationships, etc. Yeah. So you can't expect yourself from other people, um but uh, sometimes you can, sometimes you need to take a step back.
0: Yeah. That we were we talked about last week, I think off air, we discussed yes. about maybe didn't we? Yeah, we talked yes, about we how so many times we expect others to be us to react mm-hmm. a certain way, to help out a certain way and i think that was my first my first money mindset coach that i worked with years ago that, was, that did inner child healing with me um she actually that was her red flag for people pleasing was when she would be do 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 all these things for people and none of them ever did anything back for her and she got so pissed that mm-hmm. she was going beyond, out uh, bending over backwards for people, saying yes and showing up and cleaning their house and da 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 whatever it may be, and nobody did the same thing back. Then. And so she was expecting others to do the same thing that she was doing,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: so she started the cycle of being mad and angry and bitterness. And so that was her big aha moment of going, wait a second, not everybody's like me. <laughs> not everybody's reacting the same as me not everybody is doing the same as me just wait what so I know you and I chatted about this last week is like that is one of the greatest shifts in your mindset if you can come to terms with that it honestly is one of the most surrendering freeing it, it acceptance full acceptance mm-hmm. of others yep um when you can go wait not everyone's gonna respond the same way as me mm-hmm. or, act the same way as me. And I yep. think, and I, where it's coming up for me right now is saying you're, say you're having a, um, say it's your perceptive, it's your perception. Mm-hmm. And so you have this conversation that needs to be had with somebody and you're like, oh man, if I say that to them, they're just going to get so upset if I even ruffle their feathers and blah, blah, blah. No, they might not. You would. And that's why you're thinking that that if somebody came to you and had this conversation with you, you would be upset. You would have your, Mm -hmm. you you would get your back up. You would hate that conflict. Doesn't necessarily mean they will. They might actually really want that. Mm -hmm. And again, this comes back into where that self-observation, that self-awareness is really understanding yourself. And when you get clear on what you want, doesn't matter how anybody else is going to act. You just do it out of love, not out of like bitchiness and like, but you do it out of love and going, this is what I need. This is the best thing for me. And then stop expecting others. Stop expecting others to have this response or, um, yeah. Response that you think they will.
1: Yeah. Detaching
0: yeah. From the outcome.
1: I was just about to say that you took the words right out of my mouth. You have to detach from the outcome, right? Like we're always so worried about conflict and I don't want to stand up for myself or I, wanna, I don't want to tell them how I'm feeling because what if they, what if they, what if they? Well, what if is just an intrusive thought and you don't have any control over what somebody is going to say to you, how they're going to react or whether they're going to respond. Detach yourself from the outcome. You have zero control over it anyways. So as long as you know that the intention is you taking care of you, you standing up for you, developing that self-confidence, that self-worth and self-love, that is what matters. You're going to disappoint people. people are going to disappoint you and it's okay. That's life.
0: I think one of the the you know to just narrow in on that a little bit more, it's like we keep it we, it takes up so much energy within ourselves when um, I have a friend that's that's building this space right now and they have neighbors quite close to them. And they keep saying, "I just, this is gonna be so upset. They're gonna be so mad, they're gonna be so mad. And it's this huge perception of what she thinks they're going to be like, because she would be like that. She would be super upset. She would be mad that this building's going in there. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, have you even talked to them yet? No, I don't, I'm do too scared. I'm like, they might be like, oh good, go for it. But we build up this this, and I do the same thing. And I know I do that. And it's because we have this perception of what we think people are going to be like, because it's what we would be like. Mm-hmm. So it's like, or maybe somebody, um, you know, the the other way around, right? It's like, maybe you do this grand gesture for somebody and you're just like, I'm waiting for this. Thank you. I'm waiting for this. Wow. That was amazing. Uh, and, you get, and you get nothing. And you're like, uh, what the hell? I just literally rearranged my whole day so that I could take care of your kids. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. And you're like, wait, what? And they don't give you that same response that you would have. You would have, like, I got you a gift card and I'm so thankful, and, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, thanks. Like, wait, what? So there's also that.
1: They're not I'm so you. Glad you brought that up. They're yep, not you. cannot expect you from other people. And no. you know what my friend taught me one time? I don't know if he taught me this or he reminded me of this. He just said, my friends call me Cole or Coley. They said, you never do anything out of bad intention. Mm. So as long as you are putting out pure intentions, like, I don't know, say you've disconnected with somebody, you wish them a happy birthday and they never responded back. Yep. And I was like, I'm yep. kind of bummed about that. And he goes, yep. <laughs> you never do something out of bad intention. You didn't wish them a happy birthday so that you would get a response. Absolutely. Right. So
0: it's, Absolutely. As long as
1: you are, and that's the part about being in alignment with yourself. 100%. 100%. Right? Because you are not relying on that validation from other people.
0: Love it. This goes I back wish to text messaging. Birthday. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I wish you a happy birthday because I value you and I want to wish you a happy birthday because it's your damn birthday. I don't
0: care if you respond. It's exactly what I teach my clients to do. I'm like, if they want to send something to somebody, do it, but yep. have zero. Expectations of a response back. None. This is part of that learning process of like, if you want to send something, to some, I mean, obviously, we know what we're talking about. If it's a like question, hey, we're we meeting at seven tonight for wings, I'm not talking yep. about that kind of thing. I'm talking about sending a happy birthday message to somebody. Hey, I'm thinking of you today. Just wanted to let you know. Mm-hmm. What are you expecting back from that? What's your reasoning behind that? If you're needing them to say, I'm thinking of you too, then you need to really look at that, right? Yes if yes. you're sending it with pure intentions of like they might not respond, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because you still let them know that you're thinking of them and that's okay.
1: Yep. And that is just all you were doing. You, There was no other intention behind it outside of the fact that maybe they were having a rough go and you decided to check in with them.
0: And here's the thing, you guys, is I know that when I talk like this and when Nicole talks like this, this might be hitting, this is what it's so beautiful. This might be hitting places in you that goes, no, that's just rude, blah, 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 blah. I want mm-hmm. you to take a breath and figure on out that. why it's hitting you so hard. Yeah. Any 100%. of our episodes, anything that's being said, I want you to sit with it because that's what I began to do when I would mm-hmm. feel the word triggered <laughs> throughout mm-hmm. episodes, sessions that I would do coaches that I work with. And I would immediately get my backup. I'm like, oh, I need to breathe through that for a second. Why is that bothering mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. Why is that bothering me? Mm -hmm. So that's all I encourage you to do with all the things that we've said is just, I encourage you just to sit with it for a second and go, why is that really bugging me? Why is that something that I completely disagree with, which is totally fine if you do, right? Which is okay. It's just why, why do you?
1: Yep. And I also, I think that in our prior episodes, we talked uh, maybe last week or last, last two weeks, we say, we say last week, but it was actually two (laughs) weeks ago um, about boundaries and I want to state the importance of cultivating a circle of people. I call them my bonus humans. They mm-hmm. are people that I'm I do not need but I want in my life. I love their energy, I love their respect for me, I love their value and it goes it goes both ways. Um I'm a big vibe gal, like I need a good vibe. I need somebody that's just you know, can look at me and be like, yeah, she's she's fun. Let's just join her type deal. Um but when you have a cultivated group of people it is a safe and secure space for you to authentically practice being yourself mm. that is the end goal that is happiness that is you showing up for you being you no matter where you are and personally that's my biggest that is my biggest achievement in my life like no kidding. I talked to my friends and about what, what are you doing for your job? What are you doing this? And I'm in between things and I'm going, you know what? I've never been wealthier because I, I am so secure and safe and happy with myself, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And then also with my support system. Mm-hmm. And I have been confused for years, Krista. <laughs> confused. Doing all the things that we've talked about in these episodes, overplaying my role, people pleasing, sabotaging myself, abandoning myself. And it all comes full circle and it feels uncomfortable guys, but I promise you, like it is so important for you to do this work. And when it comes to your relationships and having to reevaluate if people really fit in your puzzle anymore, I always talk about, uh, it's not about joining the seat at someone else's table. It's making the seats at your own table you're making you're you're making room for other people and those people have to have to align and work with you for you and support you that's what's important it's not about being everything and all things for others
0: and to kind of round this out here a little bit part of when you start on this journey of realizing that you know i like number one thing for people please is inauthenticity mm-hmm. we we are not authentic we think we are but we're not. And when you begin this, when you begin this journey of going, I just want to be me. There is moments you're there's moments along the path that you will feel lonely, that you mm-hmm. will feel that you have nobody else. You have nobody to turn to because I remember years ago, years ago, my sister said, man, when you die, there's going to be like a gazillion people at your funeral. And I thought, Yeah. She was right. Because I had morphed into somebody to please everybody. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, there was like a gazillion people that I was okay with. And that did like me and that I, you know, because I was trying to be everything to everybody. Mm -hmm. And then as time went on, I think I'm okay. If there's two people there, you know, like I'm okay. I'm okay. If it's the people that knew me inside and out and the true authentic Krista and The real Krista. And so along the journey, there there may be times. I don't want to say may, there will be times. And I hear it from every single client of mine. I feel so lonely right now. I feel like I have nobody. And this is part of the process. This is the dark night of the soul, as they call it. And then Mm -hmm. what begins to happen is you do find your people and they start (laughs) showing up in hordes. And you're like, There you are, there you are. There you (laughs) are. And it's crazy. You have built a table. You have built a table. And some will stay with you and And that's okay and that's a beautiful thing and it's having a lot of compassion and grace and patience and the one thing that we want to leave you guys with um and i nicole i want you to touch on it one more time and you said it once already in the episode but if you guys are are ready and you're like, okay, you know what? I need to stop doing this. This is, I want to become more confident. I want to really speak my truth. I want to really figure out who I am. Um, two things. One, Nicole and I are both coaches in this. If you need help in this area, I'm going to put our contact info in the, um, in the show notes. Just contact either one of us and we would love to help you. Um, starting today, this is what you can do. And I want you to talk about this. Nicole, because it is such a it's the perfect place to start
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. this is the observation part that you wanted me to touch on correct yeah um yeah as chris and i were kind of chatting about how we want to leave you guys off i think one of the biggest things um first is the intention that we had behind mm-hmm. this podcast which was to relate which was to professionally and personally support Um, anyone that's going through it or feel like they, you know, might be a people pleaser, the big scary word of people pleasing. Um, (laughs) It's a confusing space to be in. So we put out this really good intention uh, together and it's morphed into this beautiful podcast, which I'm very, very happy Mm. about. Um, Something very simple. (laughs) That's wrong. That's a wrong way to say it. It seems simple (laughs) is just to please take a step back in your life right now. If you're wanting to make changes and you're wanting to grow out and, you know, cut this cycle of people pleasing, it's the observation phase. Take a step back, make some reflections on who you're surrounding yourself with, where you're feeling like your energy is just depleting. When you're feeling exhausted, is it just because you had a busy day or is there somebody that you've come in contact with that you really don't want to, you know, maybe you need better boundaries with. Just observe, just start with observing who you are, where you are, and where you're expending your energy. And also very similar to what um, Krista had said is think about those values. Think about who you are. Think about if – this is my favorite one. Even if you're like, I don't know who the hell I am, Mm -hmm. who do you want to be Mm -hmm. then? Who do you want to be?
0: Who do you respect? Who do you look up to? Who's somebody that you go, man, I love how their boundaries are set. I love how they speak. That's what I did when I first started out. I'm like – well, I love that person. I love that person. And challenge your beliefs. 100%. I mean, this is all part of our coaching that we do, right? It's like challenge those beliefs that have been in there for so long. It's like, I don't know how to say no. That is a belief that you have. It's not true. Mm-hmm. You do know how. You do know how. I'm supposed you just to take care require of everybody a little bit else. Of support. That is a belief that you have held for too long and now you don't know how to so observation. Mm-hmm. I love that. And write it down, you guys. That, I'm a big writer. So grab a piece of paper, grab a journal and write that stuff down, write down your whole day. If you had a rough day, write it down and figure out where that rough day came in. If you have another rough day, figure out, see the pattern that's in there. Like mm-hmm. what Nicole said about, is there somebody that actually sets you off that you're like, okay, this name has been coming up a lot in my journal. Mm-hmm. I need to figure this out in here. Yeah. And or that, that, circumstance. that gut feeling, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Like there's people you're surrounding yourself with that are making you uncomfortable as hell.
0: Yeah,
1: You are allowed. This is my favorite. All right. I'm going to just give every one of you listening permission. You are allowed to have boundaries and set standards in any friendship, relationship, acquaintance, coworker, romantic, family, anything. I don't care what their title is, guys. I don't care. You are deserving of having all of those things for yourself because you're putting yourself in situations that are uncomfortable to make them comfortable. And that is abandoning you. And we don't compromise ourselves for anyone. Mm-hmm. That's it. I get passionate. Oh.
0: <laughs> well, I just had this conversation with a friend of mine that, you know, her manager is, I don't know what he's going to do without me. And, you know, I, figure I, don't, it out. I, I don't know. If I'm, in, you know, and I'm like, you know, that you're not indispensable, but we think we are. Oh, you know, we think you we are, are
1: replaceable. Are. That's been a hard lesson.
0: Like this, like in a in a nanosecond,
1: yep. they will never and,
0: be you. no, but they no. will replace you. And when we have that like mentality of almost martyr syndrome, right? Like I will never be replaced, and I'm the best mm-hmm. for believe me, I've been there. It's and because they've got this title, like what you said, you're like this title doesn't matter who they are. It might be a little mm-hmm. tougher, Yes, but it can' oh. be done
1: and that's where we come in.
0: Right. Exactly. I have
1: a, I have a lot of things that, you know, clients and it's, it's, they're working with their immediate family.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's where it's hard. Yeah.
1: That's been my biggest struggle. That's been yeah. my biggest struggle. My circle, my core circle has been 100%. like, Oh, this is really be- difficult because you don't want to be- disappoint them.
0: Well, because and this I've talked about this before. Okay, we're going to wrap this up, but you and I could probably talk about forever this kind of stuff. But it's because we've they we've taught them how to treat us for forty plus years. However mm-hmm. old you are, So yeah. you start changing when you're sixty, it's like you've had sixty years to teach these people how to treat you. So the sooner that you can get, they have to take a breath to catch on to what you're doing now. They're like, oh wait, they're not saying yes to everything. Hold on, hold on, wait, what? Mm-hmm. So it's giving them the peace. And so that's why our inner circle will be the hardest to set boundaries with because they've had years of learning. Nicole, you, they, 30 years, you did something for them, right? Now they're going, wait, she's changing. And same with me, you know, like I started 10 years ago and they're like, wait, what? And I've said this before. My husband was like, I want the old Krista back. And I'm like, I know you had 20 years of me doing certain things. And now it's, she's shifting, Yep. you know, so you, you just have to understand that it won't be easy for that inner, but it can be done.
1: It can be done with it, the proper communication, exactly. support, support, time. It can
0: be done. Practice as having those conversations, like, "Hey, I'm really working on my boundaries right now, and I'm gonna have to say no to that family gathering on Friday night because I need my time." And yes. guess what? You may get the guilt trip. You may get the oh, uh, you may get all that, and learning mm-hmm. how to be okay with that is part of the is part of the uh, process as well.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Okay. Let's wrap oh, this one up.
1: This could have been two hours.
0: I know. I love it. So you guys, oh. first things first, when you leave from here, get curious about what's mm-hmm. going on in your life. Get curious about why you feel the way you feel. Um, observe, sit back, get quiet and see what reveals itself to you because it's in the quietness that the revelations do come and that the mm-hmm. aha moments. And when we're constantly talking or constantly doing, we don't give ourselves that space for that intuition for that gut for that wisdom that clarity
1: to come mm. in and go
0: i have said yes to everybody else because we're continuing that yes pattern so when we sit back yeah. and observe what's going on is where the clarity comes in so definitely there's your tip 6 we've had 6 episodes it's been awesome nicole thank you so much for joining me um oh, this was a this, brilliant idea
1: this was awesome i'm 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 thrilled with the process also love connecting with you um i love being able to provide this information for our listeners um even having a few people reach out being like oh my gosh that podcast was incredible i'm so great i can't wait for the next one so i know yeah, if you guys like too. this of course like share share follow send it to somebody that you know screenshot and tag us um just love to see that people are listening and if you're looking for support guys like make the first step and just reach out to either krista and i and our big intention with each other was sure we're doing similar work but there's room for everyone so whoever you vibe with like we are women supporting women right here this is full authentic connection between krista and i and uh, we just want to make sure that we can provide support to anybody that's looking
0: yep Amen. And on that note, we will chat with you guys on the next one. Who knows? Maybe Nicole and I will do this again, talking about something yeah. different. We'll no, always we be will. about people pleasing, but <laughs> always be people pleasing to some degree. Yes. But yes. Okay. Talk to thank you guys you later. Time. You're welcome.